Okay, I've been in this series. I started this series, Life-Changing Choices. And I want you to open your Bibles now. We, we, we looked at Daniel. Now I want to go to the book of Joshua. Uh, Joshua chapter 24. I want to go to the end of Joshua's life. And I want to, uh, I know, I, 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 I got to see if I'm going to finish this today. Um, but we go to the end of Joshua's life where Joshua now is transitioning from this life to the next. And he is leaving this earth, but he's leaving a word for the people. And if you look at Joshua chapter 24, verse 14, I actually was going to do verses, verses 13. I actually was going to um, do verses 15, but I just want to back up to verse 13 and 14 today. And it says, I gave you a land on which you did not labor, which you had not labored. And cities which you have not built. And you have lived in them. Mm -hmm. And are eating of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Now, therefore, now therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and truth. Mm. And put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river. In Egypt. And what? And what? All right. Here's a life-changing choice you're going to have to make. You have to choose who you will serve. Amen? Choosing who you will serve. Amen. I believe that's an important choice, a life-changing choice that all of us will have to make one day. Choosing who you will serve. Schedules, we all have them. The demands we all have in our lives uh, puts us in a place where we have to choose. All of us have good intentions. When it comes to God and the kingdom, I believe that all of us have good intentions. At least, I hope so. And for some of us, uh, maybe it's your job. Maybe it's school, maybe it's your living situation, your health, uh, your family dynamics that prevents you from serving or rendering service to God. So many people today have opted out of serving. Uh, the question is, is that what the Bible says? Did God know that you would have a demanding schedule? Did God know that when he saved you that you would be in the situation that you're in right now? May I ask you today, what can we really do for God? I believe service is a privilege. I'm going to say it one more time. I believe that serving God is a privilege. But I believe the choice to serve God is a great responsibility. I believe it's one of the greatest choices that you and I will ever make in our lives. The word servitude today has lost its meaning. People today want to be served rather than serve. And in this series on life-changing choices, I believe that this particular choice is 
should have some priority in all of our lives. Why? Because who and what you serve makes a difference. As a matter of fact, what you serve is what you value. There's no substitutes for God. Amen. That which dominates your imagination and your thoughts will determine your life. I'm going to say it one more time. That which dominates your imagination and your thoughts will determine your life and your character. Therefore, it behooves us to be careful which or what, what you are worshiping because what you are worshiping is what you are becoming. What is an idol? It is anything more important than your God. Anything that absorbs your heart your imagination more than God. Anything, watch this, that you seek to give more time to. A counterfeit God is anything that is so centrally essential to your life that should you lose it, you couldn't survive. Oh, I wish I had somebody. The reason I bring this up is because Joshua has conquered the land. It had been a long time since he had battled, since he was given the charge to bring the children of the rebellious generation into Canaan. But when he came into Canaan, seven years of fighting, seven years of war, seven years of lives being lost, and finally, he's at peace. God gave him what he promised him. Can I help you with something? When God gives you stuff, sometimes you got to understand that it's not going to come without a fight. It's not going to come without a battle. It's not going to come without some form of resistance. Do you hear me? And I believe that, that what's happening, Joshua, at this point in this passage, the people had been living in Cana, Canaan and Joshua here is leaving them a legacy message that when I leave, you have to decide who you're going to serve. Joshua has a formula. He is coming to the end of his life, and he has made it to the finish line. He made it to the finish line because he had already made up in his mind, like Daniel, who he was going to serve. Do I have anybody? The text says, the text says here, if you look at it, it says in verse 13, it says, then I said, I'm sorry, I gave you, this is God leaving the message. It started off, it started off in chapter 24 where Joshua is addressing the people in verse 2 and Joshua then begins to go historical on them. He begins to tell them all the things that God had already done for them. For instance, he told them that, I, verse 3, Then I took you from Father Abraham from beyond the river and led you through all the land of Canaan and multiplied your descendants and gave you Isaac. To Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau, and Esau I gave Mount Sari to possess it. But Jacob and his sons went down to Egypt. Oftentimes what you find in Scripture is that God will always go historical to remind you of where he brought you from. Do I have anybody? 
Can I help somebody with something? You have to understand that your past plays a big part in where you're going right now. But it's so important that you never forget your past. And so we come to verse 13. And this is just one of the things that Joshua says in the list of things that he says. He says, I gave you, God gave you the land on which what? You had not labored. Cities which you have not built. You have lived in them. And you are eating of the vineyards and the olive groves which you did not plant. In other words, God is saying, listen, everything you have, it came as a blessing to you. But how are you going to live now that you don't have a leader? How are you going to continue in this journey? Watch this. How or who will you serve? So, so if I were to give you a point in choosing, you know, your choice in choosing God to serve God, the first thing I would say is this. Never forget who gave you all your blessings. Never forget. He says, I gave it to you. The people were becoming busy without balance. They were reaping the blessings that they never imagined. Anybody living beyond where you've never imagined you would be living the life that you're living right now? Come on, somebody. I'm trying to help somebody with something. And so the question is, who are you going to serve? You, you, you never thought you would live like this. They never, listen, 40 years, watch this. They lived 40 years in the wilderness and watched their parents die in the wilderness and they received the blessings. And, and, and Joshua now is at the end. They're living here for some 40 years later and he has to remind them again, who built those houses? Who gave you what you have? Do I have a witness? Can I ask you a question? Do you remember how you started? Do you remember how the Lord blessed you and where you came from? You didn't have nothing, but now you've got an abundance. Come on, somebody. Has he not been good to you? And I believe that for us, our gratitude for what God has done is shown through our serving God. We live in a society today where people don't want to serve in the kingdom. They want to serve everywhere else, but not in the kingdom. But can I ask you a question? Verse 13, he says, I gave you. I, God. And so what I want to say to somebody here today is don't forget. Never forget. Amen. Who gave you all your blessings? Look what he says in verse 14. Verse 14, he says, now therefore, I'm going to stop at the therefore. I'm going to stop at the therefore, and I'm going to give you my next point. Never put the blessings before your service. <laughs> they had taken the blessings, and yet they decided that the blessings were more important than the God that gave them the blessings. Can I help you with something? You can serve the blessings. You can serve the car. You can serve the job. That's the blessings. Amen. God says, trust me, because if I gave it to you, Guess what? You're going to keep it. Do I have anybody? The blindness by blessings can cause us to think that the blessings is more important than serving him. Can I get a witness? You see, you see, Joshua understood something. 
that they were living in a land that they did not deserve, but God gave it to. Come on, tell your neighbor, I didn't get what I deserve. But God has given me more abundantly. How many can say God has given you more? Come on, somebody. He's given you so much. And listen, don't let the blessings blind you. Are you with me? People get lazy when they get blessed. Do you know that? I'm going to say it one more time. People get lazy when they get blessed, when they get more. It's crazy, but when you don't have, you do with what you have, right? And listen, and you stretch it out so far. Watch this. Watch it. And you keep stretching out, but you're diligent. You show up on time. You know that you got to serve God. So you don't put God last. You put him first when you don't have. But when you do have, oh, one day ain't going to make a difference. Oh, Pastor, you don't understand. I got to go get the boat. I got to go get the boat service on Sunday because that's the only day that they're available for me to get the boat service today. I'm going fishing today, Pastor, because, see, I only got Sunday off. But I remember when you didn't have a boat, you didn't have a shoes, you didn't have no clothes, but now God has blessed you and I. And he says, never put the blessings before your serving. Look what he says next. He says, he says, now therefore fear the Lord. What does he say? Fear the Lord. You know what I believe? I believe, I believe though how we stay grounded. We stay grounded because we keep the reverence for God always. Next thing I want to tell you, never lose your reverence for God and the things of God. Why did Joshua use these words? Why did Joshua say, fear the Lord? This word means to stand in awe, to reverence him because he saw what the blessings was doing to them and he also saw how busy they had became and yet he knew that he could not sit back and not say anything. See, you can't serve God if you don't reverence him. Our servitude to God is our gratitude for what he has done. <laughs> the moment we start thinking less of the kingdom, and more of self, we are then losing respect for God and his kingdom. Always remember how you got here. I'm going to say it one more time. Always remember that you didn't just arrive here today. It was nobody but the Lord. Do I have anybody? And oftentimes what he says, he says, fear the Lord. You Listen, you can't serve someone you don't have reverence for. When God becomes a byproduct of your life, not the main thing, we lose reverence for him. So he says, listen, y'all, fear him. Fear him. Stand in the reverence of him. Stand in awe of his goodness. Stand in awe of his grace. Stand in awe of who he is and all that he has done for you and I. I stand in awe of his kingdom because his kingdom is where I get to carry out my purpose in life. Do I have anybody? He says, he says fear the Lord. And what does he say next? He says, and serve him in what? And what? 
So let me break down the word sincerity real quick. You see, people, you can't use English words to define Hebrew words, okay? So the word sincerity means one's relationship to God or with God. Sincerity means also to complete something. That your relationship with God is number one, but it's a completion. Amen? That's what the word sincerity means. That I'm focusing on the relationship. That I'm developing the relationship. That I'm cultivating the relationship. That I'm, that I'm spending time growing in the relationship. I'm coming to a point of maturity in my sincerity. You with me? Watch this though. The word truth now means faithfulness. Hold on a minute. So I ought to serve him by building a relationship with him. See, here's what he's trying to say. Don't serve out of duty. Serve out of relationship. Serve him with sincerity that I really want a relationship. How many want a relationship with him? Like you really want to know the God of the universe. He says if you do it with sincerity. But watch this. Watch this now. Watch, watch this now. Watch this now. The word also means integrity. Serve him with integrity. In other words, my yes is my yes, God. My, my, my service to you is rendered in such a way that I'm beginning to develop a complete relationship with you. Not just because of what you've done for me, but because of who you are. See, see, Joshua is telling them, I'm not begging you. I'm trying to ask you to do this because this is the most important relationship that you'll ever have in life. But he does say, do it faithfully. So here's a simple point. Never put God second. <laughs> be sincere and be faithful. May I ask you a question? What's second to God? Is God second in your life? You say, well, how do I put him first? Serve him. <laughs> Come on, somebody. That word serve means to work. It doesn't mean just to clap your hands and show up in church. It means to work for the Lord. You see, when one works for the Lord, once that one develops a relationship with the Lord, and because God is faithful, you return that faithfulness to God because that's an attribute that you and I share with God. And not only that, it is also a fruit of the Spirit. Do I have a witness? Do I have a witness? Never put God second. I'm going to serve him until the day I die. I'm going to be sincere. I'm going to be faithful. 
Amen. Why? Because God has been good to me. Do I have a witness? Don't forget the blessings that I got things that I never worked for. He gave me stuff. <laughs> Listen, I didn't even ask for it, but he gave it to me. Do I have anybody? Watch what he says next. He says, he says, watch what he says next. He says, serve him. And listen, I tried to get through verse 14, and verse 14 is just so loaded. Look what it says next. And 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 put away. I struggle with this point here. Put away the gods which your fathers served beyond the river in Egypt. This is why I believe that. You need good examples of servants. See, we only serve and we only do what we see. You understand what I'm saying? If you don't have an example, then how do you know what to do? This is why uh, when I spoke to the leaders yesterday, I said as leaders, we have to be faithful. But because people are watching us. But watch this. He says, put away... The gods which your father, hold on a minute. He's telling them to put it away, so what does that mean? That they had stopped serving Yahweh. And they did not think that Joshua knew that they had slipped back into idol worship. They were not serving the Lord anymore. They were serving the blessings. They were giving credit to those gods, the god Murdoch, the god of uh, Shechem, the, all these different gods, the gods of Egypt. They were worshiping these gods in secret, and then they were publicly coming before Joshua to go before God for blessings. They were serving the other gods, but they were just giving lip service to the God. Isn't that interesting? So if I was to give you a point, I would say never forget what God delivered you from. It's easy to go back to those gods. It's easy to go back to the easy stuff. It's easy to go back to where you think it's easy. But let me tell you something. To keep a blessing, you don't have to try to keep a blessing because God going to keep blessing you over and over. Tell you, David, the blessing of a bad example. This is the blessing of a bad example. So you know what not to do. Do not serve the gods that your father served where? Beyond the river and where? In where? In Egypt. Look what he says next. He says, he says, and what? And what? And serve the Lord. He says, listen, y'all. Do you not remember what God did for us? From, from verse 1 to verse 15, he talks, he shares with them. He opened up the Red Sea. Your clothes did not wear out when you were in the wilderness for 40 years. He fed you in the morning. He fed you in the evening. He took care of you for 40 years. Then he brought you into the land of blessings. And now you went back to your old ways. 
You see why it's an important choice in life? Here's the thing. People say, oh, man, I'm struggling, Pastor. I'm, str I'm, just, I'm just having a hard time. Listen, it's an easy choice. What, can I ask you a question? What's so hard about serving God? What's so difficult about it? Is it time? Is it scheduling? Is it commitment? <clears throat> what is it? Here's the thing. You wouldn't have any of those things. <laughs> Had God not gave you the job. Had not God gave you those children. Had God not give you those blessings. Had God so so here's the thing. You and I have to make a choice today. Life-changing choice. Who are we gonna serve? Watch this. Watch this. He says, and serve the Lord. And if I were to give you one last point, it would be this. Never ignore. Notice the key word here, the call back. The call back to serve the Lord. You see, they had an opportunity to get a second chance. Joshua is about to die, and he says, I'm going to give him a choice again. Can I tell you something? It's still a choice. It's not a service by fear. It's not a service uh, by, 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 by coercion. It's not, a, it's not a service that if you don't serve God, everything will fall. But no, it's a choice. How is it possible, Pastor? How is it possible to do all that? Well, remember when you were lost? Remember when you were broken? Remember when you were battered? Remember when you were bruised? Remember when you were blind and begging on bending knees? <laughs> and watch this. And the Lord showed up. The question now is, where do I fit God in? If you got to fit God in, then I don't think you're serving the real God. Because God is all-encompassing. God is over everything. Your life constitutes God's presence. Because as a believer, you have his spirit in you. There was a clever young man, this is a little riddle here, named somebody else. There's nothing this guy can't do. He's busy from morning to way late at night just substituting for you. You asked to do you're asked to do this, so you're asked to do that. And what is your ready reply? Get somebody else to do that job. He'll do it much better than I. So much to do in this weary old world. So much and workers a few. Somebody else all weary and worn, is still substituting for you. The next time you're asked to do something worthwhile for the Lord, just give this ready reply. If someone else can give time and support, my goodness, so can I. Stop giving somebody else your job. Become a servant of God. I wish I had somebody. You will discover it really is more blessed to give than to receive. And the question is now, what kind of servant will he receive?
You see, I get it. Serving the Lord was one of the greatest choices that I made in my life. And it does not come without its burdens, its trials, its troubles, its temptations, and all the other things. But what I do know about it, it keeps me anchored to the Lord. And so I encourage you today to make the choice to serve the Lord. Give God a hand.